Hello, my name is Evodia Alataru and I'm a principal at Hassel. We're an international design practice and this is Hassel Talks. It's a podcast series in which we explore the diverse perspectives, open-minded collaborations and creative insights that we know are the key to navigating the increasing complexities of the world. I lead our global design strategy team and we are a team of experts and specialists who really look after the strategic end of the projects that we deliver. That's to say that we explore the people and the organizations that we create new workplaces and new places generally for. We understand their needs and their requirements and we help translate those into spatial solutions that the architects and designers respond to then and bring to life through design. Well, of course, COVID-19 and this year has certainly brought the office and office design into a really headline conversation. It's probably been one of the hottest topics in conversation this year. And what's really interesting about it and fascinating about it for me is that it's been such an individualized experience across the world. We've all experienced it differently. There have been similarities, of course, between people, but everyone is is really feeling this at a very personal level. And it's quite interesting to be in a place in Australia now that is very different to the rest of the world. Um, but also within Australia, there are so many differences in how we've responded and how we are continuing to respond to this conversation. So, of course, this is a topic that every organization is examining so closely this year and really deeply thinking about what this means for their future workplace. And I'm not alone in this conversation. I've asked a friend of mine from the industry to come along and talk with me and with some of our clients about these very topics. Um, So I'd like to introduce Alex Birch into the conversation. Hi, Alex. Hi, Varia. So, Alex, you and your team at XY Sense have obviously spent a lot of time developing this product, which uses artificial intelligence analytics to really explore the way that workplaces are used. Yes, and we do that with a sensor that we've built in-house that anonymously can understand human movement through space, whether or not they're using work points or whether or not they're um, in kitchen space, et cetera. And it's particularly relevant right now because as we see the world of workplace, as you mentioned, turned upside down, understanding exactly what's going on, making sure that we keep a safe environment is critical, we've found, for organisations across Australia and the globe. So I'm curious to hear from you, Alex, what are some of your clients saying about the impact of the last six to eight months or so and how that might change their view on the future of work? Sure. So what we're hearing and seeing is uh, there's two separate things, I guess, because we can understand and see how many people are actually coming back into the offices in the short term. And then we're also talking to lots of different organisations about their long-term goals. And we're certainly seeing some common themes there, but they are from different uh, perspectives. So you've got a potentially an approach which is quite pragmatic and understanding everything has changed. The sentiment of the team is around, well, we'd like to work from home more. Uh, and what does that necessarily mean in the workplace? To how does it need to change and in sort of what time frame? And you've got organisations who want to be iterative and to measure and understand that approach and test and see what works and then see if there is a need to downsize, see if the workplace needs to change. Um, And then to the other extreme, you've got organisations who are potentially financially impacted by this pandemic and understandably so, that they need to make change soon and actually reduce the size of their footprint. But I guess the common theme is, what are people actually doing within those spaces? 
And how can organizations retain the culture of what they've had in the past, or at least augment the culture to build upon that change of the new normal? And understanding exactly what feeds into that new normal is a, is a big part of it. Well, let's set aside some of these immediate concerns around health and safety and public transport and getting back into office buildings. Let's, let's put that to the side for the moment. And let's think about what the longer term implications are and what we're thinking we're going to be experiencing in the next shorter period in terms of how we work and how work might change. Alex, of course, we're not just going to be talking to each other about this about this topic. Um, we've also spoken to a few of our clients and a few of your clients over the course of the last week or so, and we're going to introduce some of the insights that they bring into this conversation. My name is Madeline Mayos. I'm the office and facilities partner here at Coltramp Melbourne. So we're 411 people across uh, the globe. The workplace or the office plays a massive part in the internal culture at Culture Amp. But what's really cool is that the office wasn't just for us. Um, so that's something that we've always had to consider. Our office space is also for the tech community. We host our Geek Up events. Uh, we also hold uh, tech meetups in there as well for anyone who's passionate about tech and culture. Um, we've had to shift how we look at our office. We've gone from having four offices globally to 411 offices globally. You know, we can't control how our employees set up their space and how it works for them. Um, but what we can do is help give them the tools and the resources to make them be productive while doing it. I guess in the before times, everything that we did didn't need to be so scripted. So something that we're trying to work towards now is actually being more connected to our peers. Um, and that's something that just naturally happened, you know, in the sense of like Friday night drinks or, you know, walking past someone in the kitchen and end up having a conversation. You don't have that while you're working from home. Um, so everything that we come and we create, we actually have to be more meaningful in what we do. The office is and always will be an incredible, incredibly important part of our culture. But I'll emphasize that it's not the pillar that holds up our culture. That actually comes from the people that we hire and the leaders that we have. Offices are designed to promote culture and uh, a big part of the innovation is people getting together and collaborating and to have that spontaneous moments of collaboration where people have those chance encounters. Uh, is really important and there are designs that we've seen I think um, from Arup they've got wider corridors to actually encourage people to collaborate etc you just don't get those opportunities when you're working remotely. So we've long talked about space and workplace being a mechanism for really driving an organization's culture through being able to express the business's culture to its people and to its customers and also for being a place that encourages particular behaviours and particular ways of being. So culture is thought about as those unspoken messages almost, or those unwritten rules almost, in just how things work, how organisations work together. And it's really interesting to think about what the impact of culture is going to be having been removed from that physical togetherness and from the physical space. So that's one of the topics that I'm really interested in. Because it it deeply touches on the human side. We've all had our very individualized experiences this year. It also touches on the side of belonging and connectedness and how you how you actually are part of something bigger and outside of yourself. There's probably 
a bigger impact on culture that might be felt in future that we can't quite articulate yet because we haven't really explored that in as much detail just as yet. Hi, I'm Mark Homer from CBUS. I'm the Head of Strategic Enablement, and that includes looking after facilities, enterprise change, and internal communications for CBUS superannuation. 612 employees, primarily based in Melbourne and Sydney from an office perspective. We've just moved into our new office and building. We are going through a merge and acquisition. We have a very strong growth strategy around growing our business inorganically. And having the capacity within our floor space uh, really affords us the opportunity to really explore those and then think about the culture that we can create by bringing teams together. What we actually think will be a, um, a great opportunity for us to think about is actually maybe experimenting with some different uh, ways in which we design our workplace. I think some of the you know, technologies such as you know, the XY Sense you know, product is going to be really important to help us think about our workplace design with that experimentation that I talked about earlier in terms of how we could set up the business. I feel that as we've moved to this new circumstance, I'm a bit concerned that's been lost is that um, learning from each other, just that sort of osmosis that you get sitting next to other peers and people where you, you don't, you're not deliberately collaborating, you're not deliberately um, on a Zoom meeting for a different purpose, but you just naturally hear what other people are talking about. You have a little sidebar conversations and that helps people learn. It helps more junior people understand what's really important to be successful in an organisation, but also what, what they can do to, to help influence others as well. Our learning is such an interesting topic, particularly in the workplace. Um, because jobs are changing so quickly, the need to constantly evolve your own learning, to constantly change your own job, as it were. So the workplace becomes a really important place where people will learn to learn and continue learning throughout their careers. Um, and so, of course, um, being able to physically be together in space is a great way of learning from each other because you learn through so many other mechanisms beyond just hearing and and seeing. Perhaps from a productivity perspective, leaders of an organisation have potentially had more time because they're not collaborating as much with their, 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 you know, the graduates, the juniors. So they've felt that they've been able to get things done, but the, the graduates have potentially missed out from, from that learning opportunity. So. I'm Cameron McIntosh and I'm our workplace leader at our Melbourne office, uh, looking after workplace projects, but also have a, have a hand in our internal workplace I heard a story of people that live with their parents and their grandparents and so the immediate assumption would be that they want to come back to the office as soon as possible to get away from a crowded house. The flip side is they also don't want to be the person that introduces a virus to the house that has their grandparents living with them so they don't want to come back to the office for as long as they can. So again if people didn't talk to them you wouldn't necessarily understand the stories behind the reasoning which I think is really important to understand that qualitative responses rather than just the surveys that get sent out and say how many days do you want to come back previously organizations acted in a way that if you were dialed into the meeting it was because you couldn't make it to the meeting in person and so if you had a poorer experience or you couldn't see the whiteboard that everyone else was standing around writing on that was kind of okay now i think there's the acceptance that working from home or remotely is equitable it is a legitimate um, choice and therefore, how do we balance out the experience and provide that same connection? I don't personally think the answer is that, well, if you've got five people in the office and two people dialed in, then everyone sits at their desk and dials in. 
because you don't want to lose the benefit of having those five people together just because there aren't seven people together. The big challenge for us is how do we look at the technology that can support meeting in those environments that can still have people dialed in yet does not completely disrupt everyone around that setting looking at some of those technologies whether it's headsets or directional um, directional speakers and things like that to make those uh, settings still as useful um, as when we first designed it. I guess there's a general consensus that potentially space needs to change. How exactly people are going to collaborate, I think is the unknown that people are yet to find the answer. And that's gonna be organization specific, I would imagine, based on the functions of the organization. So uh, getting a deep insight into the sentiment of the people about how they use the space, as well as measuring exactly what they use. Hi, I'm Adam Fitzhenry. Um, I'm the head of employee and workplace experience at Sun Super. SunSuper is located in um, most of our major capital cities around Australia, but our headquarters is in Brisbane. And we have around a thousand staff across all those locations. We've set the direction and the path that Flex at SunSuper is where we went ahead and Flex locations are a key part of that and choice. Uh, and, you know, does that mean that there's no rules and principles and guidelines around how that works? Uh, absolutely not. I think that there will always be principles and rules to support leaders um, to guide their teams around what works best for the organization. So we're not only balancing individual preferences, we're also balancing those with the business and member needs that we have as an organization. And, um, you know, that will be, that will, that will assist leaders to create the operating model that they need and operating rhythms that they'll have with their teams going forward. I feel that there's going to be a blended approach to how people work, whether it's from home or from the office, but the office needs to create the destination, um, a space that's going to want to get people out of bed, to want to get dressed, to want to have to drive 30 to 40 minutes each day and commute to come into a space that is going to accommodate their needs. And I absolutely think if we've got the right spaces that they're telling us we need there, like the collaborative, the innovative, um, those spaces to problem solve uh, and, and connect as a community and socialise, then they're probably also going to use the space for focus when they're not necessarily doing those. So the space has to evolve and it's going to be a blended version. And I think over time, we'll see the introduction of third spaces for a lot of organisations too, where people have learnt more about this flexibility. The impact of that definitely uh, it flows on to the, the organisation in that they're going to be there less, they're going to be potentially coming into work to do specific things. And the impact on the workplace is actually large there, that if people are um, going to be remote more, how does the workplace need to change to facilitate that? Are they coming in to collaborate? Are they coming in to uh, work and to collaborate? Because it's not like you come in to have a meeting from nine to five the whole day. You actually come in and you, you need to uh, do whatever and then go to your meetings, et cetera. And as a consequence, uh, understanding exactly what people are doing within the organization is, uh, is where we come in, in terms of helping to understand the different styles of work that people have, uh, are doing it and seeing whether or not the workplace uh, needs to adapt slightly to facilitate more of the flexible working, more of the collaboration work. I've heard a few clients actually say that 2020 is the year in which they really nailed remote work. They really got it right. They really managed to make this work. And people have worked very successfully from home for many, many months now. 
And so starting to think about next year in 2021, no one really knows what the answer is yet for the long term. How is work going to evolve more permanently and how is the workplace going to need to accommodate that? So I'm hearing that people are thinking about 2021 as the year of the experiment. So there's a great opportunity here to really think through how work will continue evolving and changing and then how we can really use all of the different aspects of workplace to experiment with what we can do to get it right, to really enable people. So thinking about how space might be configured and used differently and thinking about the types of technologies that might now become much more integrated in our daily work lives and also um, the people side, of course, the, the policies and the processes that we need to change and adapt. And then how we bring all of that to life together. How do we activate it? How do we operate our workplaces across the physical and the virtual to really drive the culture and the type of experience that we want um, our employees to have. Because we were forced into working remotely and we're not going to be forced into going back, there's going to be this gap that needs to be filled somehow to still create the type of organization and create the type of culture you wanted to have. And so it's very likely that we'll see that there will be new roles that pop up and um, organizations will be quite deliberate in how they create the type of environment that they want people to work in, both physically and culturally and virtually. Yeah, it's an interesting point. The head of workplace experience typically is for workplace, uh, existing physical workplace. And so there are lots of workplace experience roles right now where that's turned upside down and they needed to organise ergonomic chairs for people working from home. But when you're talking about the hybrid in 2021 and needing to perfect that, that role isn't going to need to adapt. I totally agree. We've, we've all worked really well in this way because no one's missing out. And once we start thinking about workplace again as being the office and somewhere else, we don't want the missing out factor again. We don't want the fear of missing out to force us back into the old way. We want, we want to really um, find ways to be flexible but to still be inclusive. You've got the employee sentiment, people sentiment about how they feel and the story behind it. And then you've got the quantitative data uh, providing insight into how space is being used where you can uh, marry up the, the quality of feedback and look at some something that the data is telling you such that it seems that this area is not popular for these reasons. Would you agree? So you can sort of marry up sentiment as well as the data to have a holistic decision to, to um, make about the strategy of the space. And when you consider some organizations, like really large organizations, that are talking about actively now reducing 30 to 50% of their footprint. Uh, that's a huge bottom line saving potentially, but underlying, if they go too far and it ends up creating such an overcrowded workplace where the culture is compromised, there's, there's, a, there's a challenge there. And that is really important to understand the quantitative and the qualitative connected together. I mean, the pandemic has been horrible, but uh, the world of the workplace has been evolving slowly for a long time. And all of a sudden it's needed to evolve rapidly. And as a result of that, there's going to be a lot of innovation required and a lot of uh, new thought that's going to be put into that. So that's quite an exciting prospect. Oh, look, I think it's absolutely fascinating. And I'm so optimistic about what's coming. I think it's been the year of the worker in many ways, the year of the individual and the year of the contributor. And I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen next year. This idea that we will 
throw open the experimentation and really throw open the, the questions and look at how we can create a working world um, that we want to work and live in in the future is going to be pretty exciting and, and I think we're probably going to have a bit of fun with it also which is good Alex thank you so much for coming along and being part of this conversation we certainly have touched on a lot of themes and it's going to be fun to see how these are going to evolve into the next year no problem thanks for having me I'd also like to take this opportunity again to thank our guests who have come along and joined us Mads at Culture Amp, Mark at Seabus, Adam at Sun Super, and Cam at Arup. I'm Evodia Alatarou, and you've been listening to an episode of Hustle Talks. Please subscribe and check out some of the other episodes. Thank you, our listeners, for joining us. <laughs>